Welcome to Advanced Automation, a podcast by Calvary Robotics, where you'll find industry leaders and experts sharing their thoughts on the world of automation. Hello, everyone, and thanks for listening. I'm Josh Cavell, your host for this installment of Advanced Automation. Today, we're talking automation best practices for food and beverage applications. And with us is Matthias Kohn, the local head of business and food for Stobley Robotics. Thanks for being with us today. Hey, Josh. Thanks for the invite. It's a pleasure talking with you today. Yeah. So can you just give uh, you know our listeners a little brief history about yourself, your backstory up to today? Absolutely. Uh, so I have worked my uh, entire career in uh, B2B marketing. Uh, I started working for a joint venture between Corning and Segovia in the glass manufacturing industry. And basically in 2019 is when I joined Stelly Robotics. Uh, at the time, I was working as a business developer and I was covering um, you know, several markets. But uh, in uh, early 2022 is really where I started taking uh, the role of uh, of the head of the food team here in the U.S. And uh, when I say U.S., actually North America, so U.S., Canada, and Mexico. Uh, so uh, moving, you know, gradually into the role of uh, local uh, business center for the food industry here at Stump Robotics in the U.S. Wonderful. How about giving us an overview of Shabli? I'm sure that's a pretty big question, but something kind of boilerplate version. Absolutely. I'll try to uh, summarize uh, 150 years plus <laughs> of uh, history in just, uh, just a few minutes here. Um, so Stolli is a Swiss company. We were founded in 1892 uh, in Switzerland by Mr. Stolli. And uh, today we're still privately owned. The Stolli family still sits on the board of Stolli. And uh, at the time, you know, we started our business in the textile industry. So we're making, you know, weaving equipment, such as car machines, uh, carpet weaving machines, and uh, then, you know, moved on to different things like connectors, uh, quick couplers, uh, quick mold changers, tool changers for any brands of robots. And the youngest division now is the robotics division, which we started in the 80s. Um, as of today, uh, we have probably over 6,000 people worldwide. Uh, we have um, offices in about 30 countries, and we have developed over 2,000 grants and our pending patents. Uh, we have a presence worldwide, so we know where we don't have offices. We have uh, agents. And uh, a neat thing about Stubley is that uh, all of our production for the North American market is actually based uh, in France uh, in the plant that's on the border of the, um, with the Swiss, with Switzerland. Uh, so we're still headquartered there, uh, but we're a global company. We do multiple things, and robotics is just one of those. Wonderful. Uh, how long has Stobley been offering, you know, things for the food and beverage industry? And could you take us kind of through their offerings? Sure, absolutely. So uh, Stobley has been kind of a pioneer uh, in, in robotics in general and also uh, for the food industry. Um, we actually started, you know, the robotics division in, in 1982. At the time, we worked with a company in the U.S., actually, that was called uh, Unimation. And we purchased that company in uh, 1992. And what's really interesting, too, especially for food people, is if you go back and you take a look at those uh, Puma robots from Unimation uh, that yeah. were either developed or stably, um, those uh, were actually already fully enclosed in what we call anthropomorphic. Uh, so that's what really gave us the edge for later sensitive environments uh, and then, you know, to the food industry today. Um, so we started you know, with that. Um, we also, you know, in the early nineties, we started using our own gearboxes. So we put all that in our six axis robots and we're today the only manufacturer that actually makes his own gearbox, uh, for its robots. 
I said something that's unique about Stavely and really gives us you know, the, the high performance that Stavely is known for, the durability. Uh, but so basically, we started with that, you know, a, a four-axis offering and a six-axis offering back in the 80s, 90s. And then it has evolved uh, to multiple versions of robots today. Uh, so we offer, you know, uh, robots for the pharma industry. We offer robots for semicon industry, for the food industry, for uh, uh, surgery, what we call medical robotics. So we have all these different versions of robots that are available in four axis, six axis robots. We also offer collaborative uh, features on our six axis robots. And um, the latest, uh, I guess, acquisition and development that we have at Stellably is our AGV and AMR line. So we also offer um, mobile robotics now as part of our, our solutions. Uh, so we really cover the whole spectrum of robotics, uh, four axis, six axis, mobile robotics, and we cover all environments, uh, including standard environments, of course, I didn't mention, but uh, of course, you know, we also do applications in what we call standard environment here with our standard line of robots. Yeah, that's incredible. And like you said, the full, kind of like a full gamut for sure. Yeah. Uh, for for a food and beverage company, you know, that's looking to begin their automation journey or maybe just one that's going to expand what they already have, what are the initial or kind of earlier next steps that need to be taken? So the first thing I would do is really contact the specialist, uh, someone who's experienced in the industry. Uh, and I mean by that, you know, the environment, the application, uh, have they done applications or automation projects in a washdown sanitary environment? Uh, do they know, you know, what is needed, the, re the requirements, uh, the materials that can be used, that cannot be used in those environments, the designs, you know, the design guidelines that they have to follow. Uh, really work, you know, with people that already have a proven track of record uh, in, in that uh, in that industry. Uh, also, you know, look at the applications. Maybe, you know, maybe it's, you know, you need vision and tracking, you know, so look for integrators that have experience in that, you know, environment too and that can do the application that you're looking for. So kind of look for those specialists. Um, that's my first advice. Uh -huh. And then for, um, for the end users, for the food processors that are, you know, listening to us today, uh, what I would say too that's really uh, important is to identify um, the key elements of success that would be the most impactful for their projects. Uh, but you know what do I mean by that is uh, the feasibility of the applications. Uh, so that's where you want to talk with experts to see what you're trying to actually um, solve here, the challenge you're actually trying to solve. Can that be done by automation? Uh, has it already been solved by somebody else and somewhere else before? Uh, so that's where that's going to you know, bring value to talk to those people as well. Uh, then look also at the financial or logistical justifications. Uh, is that helping with your operating costs? Uh, are you working on resolving a labor shortage? Uh, are you trying to improve productivity, uh, remove bottlenecks in your production lines? Is it to improve safety or working conditions? Uh, so we try to identify too what are your key drivers here uh, and then see you know, where that is uh, the most painful for you right now. I try to focus on those areas. Um, and then finally, also there's two important things too, and that's uh, of course you know money and time. So right. when you look at your budget, you know try to re-identify you know where uh, where it's going to be the most impactful in terms of also uh, costs and budgets. Uh, look at you know how many uh, full-time employees, for example, you know, and automated solutions uh, is helping you with. Um, look at you know the justification again, productivity maybe that uh, can be calculated. And really kind of have an idea already of, you know, how much money can you put in, in that project? Uh, and also then the time, um, you know, we're 
all, you know, everybody's really conscious of time these days, uh, especially when you work on those larger projects that can take a long time. You know, there's a lot of engineering, there's a lot of development, testing uh, to do. So we have your kind of like timeline, you know, narrowed down already uh, and know if you need something for tomorrow <laughs> or if yeah. you need something, you know, uh, that's going to be taking a little more time uh, that, you know, you'd be okay to have in the next year or so. Uh, so again, like talking to experts is really something that, you know, can help you going through all those different uh, points here. Absolutely. And it's not always everything at once too, wouldn't you say? Sometimes starting with something smaller, depending on your level of automation experience. Yes. That's what I always say too, you know, start with the little head fruits, um, look at something, you know, that is going to be easy, not too complex, get your feet wet. Uh, get your people in the plants, you know, on board with the, the new solutions, the new technologies. Uh, so really go for something that is uh, safe and and, uh, and sturdy in terms of uh -huh. automation and technology, right? And then, you know, graduate with that first and then, you know, move on to the more complex. Is definitely the approach I would suggest you're right. Wonderful. What are some of the common areas of food processing, raw processing, deforming, you know, packet? Portions, assembly, packed meals, meats, vegetables, bakers, et cetera, all snacks, you know, all of everything. What what would you say are some of the common ones? So uh, the beauty of Stavli Robotics is that we've been doing food you know, for 20 years. Uh, and when I say food, you know, I, I mean primary environment, washdown, you know, hygienic uh, applications. So we truly work from the front of the plant to the back. Uh, we have integrators and OEMs that are qualified and experienced at really old stages of the process. Um, you know, we work in, in protein, dairy, bakery, pet foods, fresh produce, and ready-to-eat meals. Uh, so we really work, you know, across the entire spectrum of what you could find in the food processing industry. Um, and that's, you know, really broad. So we have, you know, collaborative palletizing systems, for example, in secondary environment uh, that can be done with our standard 626 access robots, for example. Um, mm -hmm. They can work alongside some fast, secondary packaging systems that use our standard you know, TS2 scarers, for example. Uh, and that's you know, very successful, of course. But at the same time, you know, then we can also enter primary packaging lines of our HE versions of those SCARA. HE stands for hygienic environment. We can touch on the features of those, but these are really the robots that we use in primary washdown environment. Um, so you can have those primary packaging lines that we see now a lot and getting a lot of interest. Um, done with the SCARA HE, uh, you can have some deboding applications done with some OEM solutions, for example, that we have, you know, that use our HE 6 axis uh, range. So really, you know, we work across the entire, you know, spectrum, uh, curd slicing in cheese plates, uh, de-rinding of wheel cheese wheels, uh, you know, handling of trays in pet food processing plants, uh, all kinds of applications really from, from the front to the back. Could you take us, tell us more about the HE robots Establi offers? Sure. Yeah. So uh, HE uh, is an acronym for hygienic environment. So this is our uh, line that we use for primary washdown applications. So we are standard robots. I mean, for the food industry, we have those HE robots when we need them. Uh, and so basically they're um, unique robots. Uh, we're on our third generation or we're working on the fourth generation keep improving the product, but basically you have a few you know, features that you will find with those robots. Uh, the first one is that they'll be fully enclosed. Um, there was no connections, no cables outside the robot. Uh, everything goes through the arm and through the base. So you have a vertical connection too that separates it from the environment. Uh, that's the truth for the Scara, the 4-axis and the 6-axis robots. Uh, you have a 
uh, an IP rating of 65, 67 on those robots. Uh, we also do special surface treatment and we use a special coating on top of that robot so we can resist the chemical washdowns. Uh, it's also, you know, uh, shaped a specific way. So there's really good drainage uh, combined to the special you know, smooth surface treatment. So you have no retention areas, which could be an issue for bacteria, uh, for example. So everything drains from the top to the bottom. Um, we apply that special coating that enables you again to, to resist those washdowns, which is the key, uh, you know, problem with washdown for most, most of the pieces of equipment out there. Um, we also actually pressurize the robots. Uh, so we have a positive pressure inside the robots that again prevents you know, anything from entering uh, the robot and damaging the electrical mechanical components, but also it prevents any bacteria or anything to come inside the robot and then become again a health and safety hazard. Um, so you have all those different features. We have some crucial components that are made of stainless steel. Uh, and of course, we use uh, H1 food grade oil in those robots. So again, it's keeping it safe for the consumers. Uh, so that's kind of what we mean by the the HE, uh, the HE line, uh, which is uh, an acronym that we use a lot at Stalley. So sometimes it's good to maybe specify exactly what that means. <laughs> well, thank you for that. And that's a lot of design aspects to go into it. So I know it's not a light, small thing. It's good that you gave us a little more in-depth answer about what that is. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's uh, definitely a, a thing that we've been working on for a long, long time, but we keep working on it. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. I'm going to need a snack after this uh, recording. I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> I'll stock of food. How does a customer, you know, or Stobly and the integrators such as Calvary figure out the level of hygienic design? You sort of touched on a little bit, but how do they figure out what's required for automation? That is a good question that uh, that uh, for us we spend a lot of time on. Um, yeah. So we're uh, we're true industry specialists again. Uh, so we work on each project to re-ensure the success of the equipment. The food industry is known to destroy equipment uh, like <laughs> no other. Uh, some some guys out there even brag about it, you know, which is uh, kind of an interesting thing to brag about. <laughs> Put it through the ringer, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, oh, I can destroy this $1 million piece of equipment in two months. This is great. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> uh, but uh, for those reasons, you know, we, we, you know, we really tried to work on that. And, and truly, um, you know, worker right integrators, OEMs, the food processors directly, uh, and understand their washdown processes and the chemicals that they use. Uh, again, you know, being, a pioneer in that industry, uh, in the primary environment, in the washdown with robots. We have a long history of cleaning processes that uh, you know, sits in our database, and we really catalyze on that to, to validate applications. So we can look at the chemicals being used, if it's something that we've used in the past that has already been used you know, in Europe, has been used in Asia, in the U.S., kind of compare those across those different references of our uh, expert team, and um, really validate the application like that. You know, we we also uh, now provide some best practices with our HE robots. So it kind of summarizes the do's and don'ts. You know, when you enter that arena of washdown, hygienic applications, food contact, you know, what you should do, what you should not do. It's really things that are always in our manuals and that are always in, you know, our, our product manuals, but it's just making more customer friendly and we're always improving on that as well. Uh, so that has evolved with time, of course, because we are now in our third generation of HE robots. Because again, we've been doing that for a long time, so we keep improving the product. Right. Uh, but uh, but that's something that we really work on, and we even have test kits also. So if there is a really a concern about the environment, about the chemicals used, if there's something that we see as maybe you have no red flag, and we want to know more about this, uh, what we can do as well is to actually put 
a test kit uh, in the environment for uh, an extended period of time, and then we can get it back and actually do some uh, analysis in our lab and, and return to the customer with the validation of the environment by then. Wow, that's quite an offering. Really good way to check all your you know, boxes. Yeah, and the What's reason a- why we do that is because, um, so if I can maybe just add that, it's just because yeah, you know, each in the food industry, each plant is different. Um, right. They all differently. I mean, if it's the same company, each plant is going to be different. Uh, they're going to use different chemicals, different exposure exposure type. Um, they're going to you know, use a different third-party company to do the cleaning. So sometimes they're not even really aware of the details of you know, what's happening because the cleaning company is really the one responsible and handling uh, the cleaning uh, procedure. So that's why it's also, you know, really important to work directly with people to really understand it. It's, 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 everybody wishes they would be simple and that we could just say, you know, we're, um, you know, we're bulletproof for everything, but that's not really the case. And you really have to be, if you want to be in the industry, if you want to be successful, you really have to understand truly the project and the applications and the environment of the people that you work with. Absolutely. And kind of a good segue there. What are the best ways to tackle then a new area of food processing? So again, for me, it's just going back to, you know, talking to experts, uh, talk to people that are experienced and dedicated uh, to the food industry, to automation in food processes. Uh, come to trade shows, contact us, you know, talk to us, um, you know, just give us a call, whatever. Uh, talk to our partners, uh, you know, people at Calvary. Uh, and just talk to those guys and get in contact with them and, and they'll guide you uh, towards success. Um, but this is you know, something that's really important. Just talk to those people that, uh, that can help you move through those hurdles quicker. Absolutely. How much do uh, federal, state, local, and you know, regional regulations play into the design and implementation of automation for food? So at the federal level, uh, and again, I'm not you know, a hygienic and, and sanitation expert, um, you know, the USDA uh, seems to rule, you know, the food industry and they're the ones who inspect the processing lines. Uh, okay. And of course, you know, our equipment goes through those uh, on-site inspections like any other piece of equipment uh, that could help, uh, that could, you know, impact the uh, the health and safety of the consumers. Um, I don't know, you know, once you go down to the state, local or regional regulations, I don't know exactly how that plays out. Uh, but we, uh-huh. can, we know that the USDA inspectors are out there that guarantee our safety. Uh, what we're consuming food every day, uh, so we kind of you know uh, see them as the as the main uh, main uh, body out there that that uh, really inspects you know, equipment in the field. That's great. Is are there best practices then for you know the hygienic design aspects for the general food and safety and automation? Um, so they are uh, in terms of design. So cleaning, of course, you know we're robotic manufacturers, so we don't get involved with that directly. Uh, that's uh-huh. really for the food processors to handle and manage the risks, you know, ring to hygiene, uh, hygiene and sanitation in their plants. Uh, but then we work really hard, you know, on the other side, on the machine equipment built, uh, we work really hard uh, on our side to really align with the current guidelines uh, from group like, you know, EHEDG, uh, which is the European Hygienic Equipment Design Group, or, you know, 3A, uh, which is, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe more common in, in North America, or we'll get USDA. Uh, FDA, you know, FDA more for the material side. Uh, so we work with those guys and, and the principles and the guidelines that they put out there to really try to align with those as best we can uh, with the current technology. That's really what we focus our efforts on, on that side. Great. 
what are, what changes are you seeing due to Industry 4.0, IoT, real-time analytics, digital twin, that sort of thing, when it so, comes to, you know, the food industry and automation? Absolutely. So, yeah, um, Industry 4.0 is, uh, is a big buzzword right now at the yeah. moment. Uh, we hear it in the food industry. We hear it, you know, in the automotive industry. We hear it in the, you know, the pharma industry. It's, it's uh, made everybody's mind. Um, and of course, it's appealing, rightfully so. Uh, you know, everybody wants to be able to gather uh, real-time data, uh, be able to analyze that, uh, use those data to avoid you no know, unplanned downtime, which we know food processing plants hate. Uh, optimize right. uh, spare parts, inventories, uh, maintenance programs. So really, that's a, a big thing at the moment for sure. Uh, our products are compatible uh, with the UP. Um, our products are compatible with the uh, OPC U8 protocol. Uh, so that means that we can virtually connect and exchange data with any other system without challenges. So that's something we've been doing for a long time. Um, so it's you know, not something really new at Stalby, but now the technology is ready to be used by others. Uh, right. So that's you know, a big plus as well. And then also we have uh, maybe the most exciting news is a, a new solution that we're going to launch very soon. And that's called Scope. I cannot tell you more about that, but uh, if you guys are coming to Automate in Detroit in May, uh, I will invite you to our booth and then come to learn more about Scope, which is kind of the 4.0 uh, solution, the, the Industry 4.0 bucks uh, by Stably, uh, which will be, um, I think, very appealing and interesting to to everybody. Uh, so that's it. That's what I can tell on that topic. Uh, so far, again, I invite you to Automate. We'll be there. Uh, come, to, come to the show and come to see what Scope is about. Might have to have you come back on to talk about it once it's un unveiled. With pleasure. Sounds exciting. Yeah, sounds exciting. How has COVID and supply chain slowdowns altered the state automation for food industry? So it's obvious that the uh, COVID pandemic uh, has exposed and threatened the food processing industry. Uh, I think you know, like never before, uh, with you know many issues around labor concerns, uh, supply chain challenges, cost increases. So all of those, you know, impacted greatly the entire society. I think everybody felt that, you know, uh, from the food processors, the equipment builders, to the people filling up their carts at the store, right? Uh -huh. uh, that being said, I also believe that the food industry was already going through changes before the pandemic. And I think it, this will continue uh, even long after the pandemic. Um, and what I, you know, mean by that is, for example, the labor shortage. Uh, that was already surfacing before. Uh, There's an increase in labor costs competition from other industries offering, you know, good compensations like, and better working conditions like the service industry, logistics. Uh, those were already out there before the pandemic. It got worse during the pandemic for sure. Um, yeah. but it was already present before. Uh, and then I also think that really on a society standpoint, um, we are evolving. And uh, as an example, butchers, you know, it was already hard to find butchers before the pandemic. Uh, a lot of butchers left after during the pandemic, right? Because um, you know they were staying home. They got to you know maybe do something else, uh, and then you know they stayed where they were at, and they didn't uh -huh. have to the food processing industry. But also, I think as a society, we're uh, evolving on the psychological standpoint, maybe. And I think those jobs like butchers and then and jobs like that are you know going to be harder and harder to fill. Uh, and so that, for example, is the challenge that I think, you know, got worse during the pandemic, but it's going to continue. And I think those jobs would be harder and harder to fill. And so that's where automation can step in and, and help. Um, All right. Dull, dull, dirty, and dangerous kind of things, right? Exactly. Yeah. And then on the, on, the, 
on the food hygiene and then safety standards. You know, we already have seen changes too before the pandemic, you know, of course, to guarantee the health and safety of the consumers. Uh, I think, you know, that, you know, of course, was top of mind of everybody during the pandemic. Everybody wanted to stay healthy and, and be able to consume the safe food. Uh, but I think that's going to, again, you know, keep going. We always want to provide safer uh, food for the consumers. I think that trend, again, is going to keep going. But there's also, I think, a bright side of the of, of the industry. There's a bright side, you know, on, on the market for us and, and a bright outlook. Uh, there are more and more people on the planet to feed, uh, more than ever. Um, people, they can access more food than ever, uh, thanks to, you know, the overall improvement of the living conditions, uh, which, you know, translate into a higher volume of food. Um, we need more, you know, productivity, therefore, to feed those people. Uh, those people, you know, they want more diverse and healthier foods. Uh, so that opens the door for innovation and like alternative proteins uh, and also, you know, just in larger product portfolios with more SKUs, more variations of products. Uh, and lastly, you know, those people, uh, just like myself, you know, have uh, pets that they love and uh, they want to feed those pets. And so that brings the opportunity of the pet food industry that also is getting into automation. Uh, because there's more and more pets, and those pets eat healthier and better foods, and more and more diverse food. So it's been enchanted. Yeah. So there's a lot also of good things that have happened, you know, recently uh, for the food industry. Exciting stuff. As we close this episode out, I just wanted to give you the opportunity to add any last comments or thoughts you might have. Uh, it's an exciting time uh, to be in the food industry. Um, Again, I'm, you know, I'm excited to to get in contact with with people. Uh, it's it's the really uh, uh, impactful for me and and uh, and fulfilling to learn about projects, about processes, to see how things are being made, and to be able to solve you know some challenges uh, with our solutions. Uh, so it's really a great time to be in this industry. Uh, have partners at Calvary to build you know full systems using our solutions in primary and secondary, uh, and really you know. Uh, help feed the people, you know, better food, more food, and and uh, get that you know out of the door faster for the food processors and in a safer manner. Uh, that's you know a great uh, a great uh, role to play at the moment. Uh, so I'm really excited about the food industry, the food processing industry from the automation standpoint. Um, and I really encourage you know people to to get involved, uh, to not be afraid of automation. I think that's the main thing. There's a big fear factor when it comes to robots and food plants. Uh, so don't be afraid. Talk to the experts, uh, and then hopefully we get in touch. Wonderful, and that is another great segue. So, uh, what is the best way for our audience to get in touch? You know, with you specifically, and with Stobley. Sure. So, um, you know, our website is a great source of information. www.stobley.com. Um, that's a great way to get a bunch of information um, on our products, on the food industry. Uh, and also a great way to contact us. So it's super easy to contact us uh, in any country of the world uh, through the website. Uh, you can also, you know, connect with me on LinkedIn, connect with Stalby on LinkedIn and chat with us directly on LinkedIn as well. Um, come see us also face-to-face. -face, uh, trade shows will be at Automate, uh, Pack Expo, Process Expo just this year, uh, many more events. So when you see us or if you come to an event, just look for Stalby and come talk to us. Uh, and then finally, the uh, good old way of a uh, phone call always works as well. So there's a phone number on the website and you can always you know, call that phone number. Uh, or, you know, if you guys are sharing my contact information, 
um, people are always, you know, more than welcome to just reach out to me uh, via phone or LinkedIn or email. That's great. Yeah, I was, uh, you know, poking around the website in preparation for this episode, and there's some really incredible applications, especially in the food industry on your website. So I encourage people to go check some of that stuff out. Oh, yeah, thank you. And we're getting more and more uh, cool videos as well that show you applications and stuff. So we're working a lot on not only uh, realizing projects, but also yeah. promoting them and then kind of showcasing them. So there's a lot of uh, really cool videos as well for people to watch on there. Awesome. Well, thanks again for your time. Thank you, Josh. I really appreciate talking to you today. Yep. Th and thank you to all the listeners. Make sure to subscribe to Advanced Automation wherever you get your podcasts. And head over to Calvary Robotics to listen to other episodes, watch our series Calvary TV, and lots of other great content about Calvary Robotics. Have a great day.